Who am I? Why do you care? Life is a special needs dad. All today on the Geeky Dad's Den. And on that note, we cue the music. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Welcome to the new Geeky Dad's Den podcast. First one ever. Way out of my comfort zone here. I am not used to talking into a box. At very least, not talking to myself. Apologies for the music. I do have plans going forward to having my good friend Rob White, who is a brilliant musician and composer, do something up for me. However, um, he hasn't done it yet. Hopefully it'll be soon. Hint, hint. Rob, hint, hint. Um, in the meantime, please uh, check him out. Uh, his website is uh, www.robwhite, like the color, all one word, .ca to see some of the stuff he's done and some of the stuff he's doing. He's a good friend. I've known him for a good part of my life. He was a high school chum, and we've been close ever since. As I said, this is the Geeky Dad. My actual name is James. I uh, currently live in Guelph, Ontario, Canada with my beautiful wife and two daughters, Quinn and Parker. I've uh, lived in Guelph uh, for about 13 years now, a little more than that, since I uh, decided to up and move here. Great town, small town feel, big city prices. How much is wow? It's right in between uh, between ouch and boing. Wow. Uh, I am a lifelong lover of all things Star Wars ever since I was little. Um, as well as Marvel. I was a big comic book reader when I was a kid. Uh, more recently, uh, Harry Potter, probably uh, some of the other stuff my kids have gotten me into watching uh, various Disney stuff, which is all great, wonderful things. That's kind of uh, my background. Uh, also a big sports fan, uh, lifelong uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fan ever since I was a little boy. Also a big baseball fan, love the Blue Jays, been following them forever as well. I also, uh, since I live here in Guelph, I also follow the uh, Guelph Storm, the OHL team here, and uh, am a frequent visitor to the arena to go and watch uh, the odd game. As for growing up, I uh, grew up in a very small town called uh, Kirkfield in the uh, city of Kawartha Lakes, or what is now the city of Kawartha Lakes. Things have uh, definitely changed up there, though, but I still have family and friends up there, so I get up there quite frequently. Kirkfield's a small town. I was a shy kid, so... Most of the time I felt quite isolated and uh, as such I uh, was big into playing by myself. There weren't friends to just down the road that I could pick up and go out with, at least not in most of the year. And Summertime was a bit different, but because of the distance and the uh, small town and farms and homes all spread out, we didn't have a lot of time to uh, hang out and just get together for an afternoon, so I spent a lot of time playing video games, uh, watching movies. I had a lot of action figures, that sort of thing. One of my uh, all-time favorites was Star Wars. I am a gigantic Star Wars fan. I have been forever. long as I can remember, there's literally not a time in my life that I can think of where Star Wars hasn't been part of my life. Uh, my mom has a recording of me when I was just five and a half, and uh, she wanted me to talk into her then tape recorder kids you don't know what that is but tape recorders were a thing we uh, recorded our voices and music on before we had computers and 
digital files and MP3s and all that fun stuff. Anyway, uh, she had me talking to her microphone that was attached to a tape recorder. And uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Star Wars. Five and a half years old and I'm giving plot points for the uh, Empire Strikes Back. And then even later on I was talking about uh, the other Star Wars movies. Keep in mind this was in 1981-82 so... Uh, Return of the Jedi had not come out yet, so the, all I had was two Star Wars movies in my life. Not like today, where we have 18,000 of them. <laughs> and uh, more coming every day, thanks to Disney and the money-making machine that they are. Uh, I don't see it as a necessarily a bad thing. I just hope they do right by the franchise, but I'm sure I will touch more on that as uh, time goes by and as the podcast goes by. I have a lot of memories of Star Wars uh, growing up and that sort of thing. One of my most beloved Christmas presents I ever got was the Millennium Falcon. I asked Santa for it, and it was the only thing I wanted that year. And uh, he was good enough, or I guess I was good enough to have him deliver it. And my parents still have a picture of me Christmas morning in my PJs holding on to my Millennium Falcon. Big shit-eating grin on my face. Super happy. And uh, I actually uh, just recently sold all my Star Wars toys. Because I didn't have room for them, and my daughters didn't want to play with them. I can't make them play with it, and it was just taking up space in my basement. I decided to consign it with a friend of mine who owned a collectible store uh, back where I grew up. And uh, it's been a kind of surprisingly large source of income for me. Large might be the wrong word, but it's been surprising the value of some of these things. That I had. Now keep in mind, this stuff was all well played with. It was taken care of, but it was well played with. Nothing was in its original box. Most of the pieces were still there because I was kind of anal about keeping pieces with the proper action figures. But bottom line is I was very, very surprised at the price that some of these things were fetching. It was unbelievable. I work full time. I drive Uber part time because it's fun and people are wacky and I love it. My free time is usually spent uh, either on the computer or on my phone, sadly, as is most people nowadays. I love to watch movies, especially old movies. Um, I love the Marvel Universe and Star Wars, and I try to share that with my kids as much as I can. I'm also a photographer. Um, Not so much anymore. I used to do it a lot more, but uh, lately it's kind of fallen off by the wayside for other creative endeavors. I'm also a musician. Again, uh, not a very good one. And uh, because of that, it's just uh, kind of fallen off the wayside as well. But that's about it. Before this starts sounding like a dating video, we're going to move on. Next thing I want to talk about is um, a little bit about what being a parent is like for me. I promise more of the geeky stuff will be uh, coming in. A little bit later, but I thought since we were already talking about me and my background that you'd want to know a little bit more about the guy that's on the other end of the microphone. Um, I have uh, two kids, Quinn and Parker. Quinn came first. Mostly I'm going to talk about Quinn here. Quinn is 10 years old and on the autism spectrum. I'd be lying if I said that being a special needs parent is easy. It's not. It's one of those things you never really anticipate or plan for. Um, every parent has their own dreams and futures planned out for their kids or when they decide to have kids and uh, anything else you just don't even think about or don't even plan for. It was a bit unexpected. 
Quinn actually came into this world a little bit unexpectedly from the start. She uh, came about 10 weeks early. It's showtime. A little bit of a scare for everybody involved there, but aside from her dramatic entrance, she was a pretty normal baby for the most part until she started to get a little bit older and we started noticing some differences in how she was. Uh, She was around a year old. Still no talking. She grunted mostly. She also showed a fascination and a borderline obsession with smaller toys and figures and shiny things. And uh, it was one of those things that we saw but didn't really concern us, I guess, at the time. The main thing we were concerned about was her not talking. And we were worried that she might have a hearing difficulty or something else going on. So at her next pediatrician appointment, we brought it up to her doctor. And the doctor asked us a few questions, you know, about her behavior, about certain things that she does, and most of the answers to those questions. I don't recall the questions now. It was like nine years ago, so I don't remember breakfast yesterday. But um, she asked us a few things about Quinn's behavior and... A lot of the answers were yes, and she kind of looked at us and said, I think your daughter's on the autism spectrum, and she made lots of recommendations for testing and gave us lots of directions to go. I have to say that the moment that possibility came into my head, I was shocked, and I was quiet, and really, as a parent, because you have all these dreams and these hopes for your kids, you go through kind of a, I mean, it's terrible to say, but it's kind of a mourning process. I mean, you're sad, you feel sorry for yourself, and selfishly so. I mean, I felt sorry for me. Like, my kid is supposed to be my kid. It's supposed to be my dreams. And even though it's her future, it's kind of the future that I had dreamed out for her. And there was a a terrible, pathetic, now that I think back on it, grieving process. And it was very selfish. It got a little dramatic, too, at times, too. I swear, it felt like I had Fix You by Coldplay on repeat and just sitting in my car and crying about it and just feeling super down about the entire notion of my my daughter, not my daughter, but my daughter being autistic. I was in complete shock and denial. Didn't want to believe it. Didn't want it to be true because all I knew about autism at that time was stuff I'd seen in movies and TV. They didn't talk. They didn't look you in the eye. I admittedly knew very little about uh, what it meant to be autistic. One thing that I did become worried about and I flash back to a vacation we took a few months prior with Quinn to uh, Cuba and uh, as babies do you plunk them on the bed and you turn away for a second and oh she rolled right off and onto the floor hit her head and uh, she cried a bit but she was fine no at least I thought at the time no worse for wear but after this autism thing popped in I started panicking thinking oh my god I've done this to my child, or I was there when this happened and did nothing to prevent it. I frantically got on the computer. I was Googling any correlation between a a hard head hit or a possible minor concussion and increasing likeliness of an autism diagnosis or causing autism through head trauma. And I was just frantic trying to find something that I was looking for someone to blame, and I thought it was me. I was frantically looking for a place to put the blame, something I could zero in on to say, yep, this is what caused it. And I don't know if I wanted to feel guilty or if I wanted just to have an answer because it was such a mystery, especially at that point, it was such a mystery as to what it was. So uh, life continued on. Uh, We had her tested and she tested on the spectrum and it was all confirmed. And as a parent, 
you just kind of have to soldier on, moving on. Let's try to do this the best we can. Did lots of reading, did lots of research, got her involved in a couple of programs, uh, speech therapy, that sort of thing to try to get her talking. She talks a lot now. I'll put her on a future episode down the road and you'll see she's uh, quite the little talker. And then came time for school. She got a little bit older, time to go off to kindergarten. And that opened up a whole new kettle of fish for behavior issues and that sort of thing in the classroom. We really tried to integrate her into a regular classroom with support, which was what we thought at the time the best thing for her. We wanted her to be as normal as possible, quote unquote normal, what we thought was normal. And that was met with some mixed success. She had some good EAs, some not so good ones. We've had some good teachers, some that struggled a little bit more with her and her uh, learning difficulties. And she was not progressing the way we wanted. So finally, we were kind of resigned to the fact that something more needed to be done. It was brought to us that maybe we should try the, the special education DD room in the kid's school. And again, it was a mourning process. No, not my daughter. No, she's better than that. She can do fine in a regular classroom. And despite the struggles, we kept trying and trying and trying. So finally, we decided to do a trial period in the classroom. It was in uh, March, I believe. And she thrived in there. She had great days. Her behavior was better. She was actually learning stuff. She started bringing home completed schoolwork, which she had never done before. But again, it was one of those things that it took me time to accept that this was my reality. No, it wasn't the plan that I had, but it was the plan that I was given. And it's one of those things now that I have to just ride out and uh, hope for the best. Do I know what the future holds for my little girl? No, I don't know. It scares me every day. I wonder what her future is going to look like. Is she going to be able to drive? Is she going to be able to hold a job? Is she ever going to be able to live independently from her mother and I? Is she ever going to you know, have a boyfriend, have a relationship, get married, have kids of her own? I don't know any of this stuff, but that's part of the ride. It's not necessarily the ride I thought I'd be on, but it's the ride that I've climbed onto and now I have to hold on for dear life because I can't exit the ride. It's not like I have a choice. This is what it is. Is it hard? Yes, absolutely. It's hard, but there are so many more positive things about her and the way she is. She is the most caring, full of love, heartfelt, compassionate little girl that I've ever known. I'm not just saying that because I'm dad and she's my little girl. No, I'm saying that because I've been around kids and I've seen the way they are. And she is, in many ways, heads and shoulders above them emotionally. She's also become quite a gifted athlete. We uh, put her into skating kind of from an early age. The minute she could walk, we wanted her to skate. It was something she showed interest in. So we embraced that and encouraged that. And then as she got a little bit older, we looked into hockey for her. Guelph has a special needs hockey program here, so we immediately got her signed up and on the waiting list, and uh, she's currently in her third season, I believe now, of hockey, and she loves it still. Even though it's early mornings, we have no problem getting her out of bed and into the van and away to the arena. She still struggles with school and with reading and with all the uh, learning bits of school, but we uh, truly believe that she has uh, some of the best teachers, some of the best support that we can give her. And we as parents are just doing our darndest to keep her moving forward and guide her on her journey the best she can. And that's all we can do as parents, really. That's all any parent has to do is just direct their kids in one direction. Hopefully they make 
good choices and good decisions throughout their lives, and it's no different for her. We just need to be a little bit more involved and be a little more hands-on and and help her a little bit more. That's about it for me on episode one. I promise next one we'll get into more geeky stuff. We'll do more discussions about movies and music and comics and all the stuff that I love. Uh, Again, thanks for listening. If you want to hit me up on social media, uh, if you search for The Geeky Dad's Den on Facebook, I'm on there. Twitter is... uh, at sign the geeky dad's den all one word and it's the same on instagram at the geeky dad's den i also have a blog on wordpress uh, wordpress.com forward slash the geeky dad's den thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time